One percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast. I know we're still in quarantine time, but we are going to take a quantum leap forward today with our guest, Dr. Andy Barr. Andy is an established leader in the field of high performance and injury risk reduction with over 20 years of experience working with the top athletes in all sports, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, Major League Soccer, you name it, Kevin Durant. He is the one bringing back Kevin Durant from injury. The NBA lays in his hands. Andy is one of the leading sports performance specialists in the world, and we go in-depth on this episode on the mindset of the top athletes in the world, what they're doing to train their bodies, how they're recovering daily, how they recover from injuries, and so much more to totally optimize your mind and body on this episode of the 1% Podcast. So 1%ers, buckle up, because here we go. Super excited to share with you guys that my first book, Pivot and Go, is on pre-sale now. AmazonDavidNurse.com, Pivot and Go. It's about making mindset pivots, small, slight changes in your perspective, little shifts that can change your entire perspective on life. It's based on 29 days, 28 to make a habit. 29 to make a lifestyle. There are 29 chapters, 29 mindset pivots that will absolutely have you coming out of there with extreme joy for the life you live, passion for the mission you're on, and confidence in who you are. So it would be awesome. If you could support the book, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm going to be sending out a free autographed copy in the next month as well. It's on Amazon pre-sale. It's on davidnurse.com. Pivot and go. Andy Barr, welcome to the 1% Podcast. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Yes. First of all, I got to point out, you have the best accent of any of my friends that I know. So great job. Kudos to you on your accent. Andy, start us off with a bang. Start us off with something maybe nobody knows about you. Just going in-depth, Andy Barr. Um, God, something no one knows. Well, left school at 15. Let's go at 15 to pursue my dream of being a professional soccer or football player. And um, yeah, it was like just stepped into the real world, went out on my own, left home. And um, yeah, that was my, my start. And I obviously went back to school um, like three or four years later uh, when I didn't quite fulfill my dream at that stage. But yeah, that was my, my goal. 15 was gone. Wow. <laughs> Man, so... Your goal was to play professional, play football, soccer, professionally, leaving at 15. Then obviously you have to make a pivot in your life. This this kind of sounds like the journey of my life, thinking I was going to play in the NBA, pouring everything I could into the NBA and realizing it wasn't about playing, but actually coaching. Did you have that same kind of pivot that had to happen in your life? 100%. That's exactly what happened. I mean, <laughs> I... You know, I loved, loved playing football. It was my dream, my passion. It was everything I wanted to do. And, you know, I just dedicated so much hours and time to it. I learned, I just, you know, it was everything to me. And unfortunately, I just didn't train well. I, I didn't make the right mistakes. I had, you know, the confidence issues. It was just, you know, I, there was a lot of things that I, I, I recognize now why I didn't make it. Um, boiled down to injury. That's what, you know, the excuses I made, but you know, there was a lot more to it than that. So 
I decided, yeah, no, I need to, to have something else to fall back on. Um, I wanted to stay in sport and, um, you know, keep working with athletes. And then it wasn't until, you know, as I was training, I was like, well, you know what? I want to use what I learned as a player to help athletes avoid the mistakes that I made and to try and help them fulfill their potential. So that was kind of my, um, you know, epiphany and realization of what I, my purpose was to, to move forward. So I just decided, well, you know, I know culture of sport. I want to, you know, help athletes the best I can. So I just want to learn as much as I can about my area um, where I can help them. So, and that's when I started my journey at like 2021 20, after my playing career. Andy, I love that. And I, I, first off, excuses of injury, that, that's, that's a real thing. Like my excuses, I'm 6'2 and I can't even hardly touch the net. So that's why I didn't make the NBA. So yours are a lot more real excuses than mine were. But it's, it, was there anything, because it's, it's not, I mean, it's not easy to make a pivot in our life, a change in our life, because it's literally like everything we poured our lives into is the doors closed, it's shut. But was there anything that got you on that path? Like for me, it was my mom said a quote when she was doing dishes and I was living on the recliner chair feeling bad for myself after I got cut from a second division team in northern Spain. She said, when one door closes, four open. And it it resonated with me. Was there anything in your life that you realized and all this, all this detail, all this hard work I put into playing was actually for optimizing athletes to be the best that they can be? Yeah, well, I think it was just that really. I mean, I, you know, I always loved um, science and, and learning too and education. Um, so, I, you know, I, I maintained a certain level of that just off of my own um, – uh, motivation while I was playing and I was like you know what I, I still want to learn I want to know I always my, my dad always you know he was a great mentor to me and he was like you know never never always think about your next step like always be ready for your next step and start to plan ahead and set goals and you know your your football career may, may be short-lived so I went into the game knowing okay this could be short-lived make sure I'm prepared for it if it is and unfortunately that was one of the things that I did I'd still maintain my education even though I left school at 15 I still continued my learning and set myself up I did stuff part-time I did stuff off my own back and um you know I was just because of that I maintained my network um after football which then allowed me to you know get mother other opportunities but I was just you know maintaining relationships with the people that I met along the way um and they're just trying to you know keep a positive mindset like throughout and just keep focused on on new goals and new pivots you know and, and I, I still left the door open to to maybe um playing someday but then at one point I was just like you know I can make a choice here because I after I had while I was um training to be a physio I did that part-time so I, I did a longer course and I worked part-time in a hospital as like a, a physio assistant and I also played part-time as a a, pro, a semi-pro player and I started actually to play fairly well again. And I was like, you know, I got to a point where I could like make a push to be a pro again or like think about my longevity of my career. And I actually made a decision. You know what? I think I've, I've got more of a chance of having a longer, more fulfilling, more impactful career if I go into being a physio and helping athletes um, that, than taking the risk and um, going back to playing again. Although that was my original dream the pivot in my mind was already like, you know what, I think I could be more successful going down this path. And that was a, you know, a big decision at that point when I was about 2021. 
So, and then I took a full-time job with a Premier League team in, uh, in soccer and was just blessed that um, I worked with a, an organization that was at the forefront of sports science and medicine. So it was a pretty good decision at that time to go that route. Always being ready for your next step. I love that. One step ahead of the competition in your mind as well. And the way you used your passion of your of your love for science and putting into some your other passion, your love for football, and putting them together. That's that's a thing a lot of people struggle on. They don't think they can make their passion actually what their career is, but you can. There's different ways to get into sports. You don't just have to be the athlete. There's so many, and you see this now at a very high level, how many different positions in sports there can actually be so if your dream is to get in sports just because you might not make it like me and Andy did at the professional level you can definitely get there and going into that Andy you're what I consider just overall the top optimization person walking the planet that like literally like I don't even know what title I would give you I know your quantum performance your physical therapy performance testing performance training but I Every time I'm with you, it's just, oh, you're working with Kevin Durant, you're working with Paul George, Tyson Chandler, Carmelo, like anybody that I see at the high level. Yeah, Andy's been working with them. How, <laughs> how, how, did, how, how did you get to the where you are as far as understanding like, okay, this is how I'm going to optimize athletes. This is how I'm going to put in my infrastructure of quantum performance. Just, let, let's just break that down. What does that exactly mean? Oh, so what, what was my um, pathway to where I am right now? I think. Well, no, not, not necessarily, not necessarily your pathway, but what, what does this quantum performance that you're teaching these high level NBA players, like what exactly is this? Like, what is this secret sauce that Andy Barr is giving these guys to make them great? I mean, I think uh, I, I, I go in with a level of respect and then just try and build a relationship and understanding. You know, it's not, I don't have like uh, an authoritarian approach to anything. I think it's, it's all about understanding and respecting culture, where people are from, what they're trying to do, what their goals are, and then just building a relationship and finding common ground. And I think from doing that, I've been pretty successful at my approach. You know, communication um, is everything. Um, and in order to, you know, communicate well, you need to, um, you know, be skilled at your messaging so that the way that you, um, build relationships is key with your players and athletes that you're working with. And that's something that, you know, I, I pride myself on. I think starting from understanding the sport is, you know, the key, what are the universal laws of that sport, of that environment that that athlete comes from and understanding what their goals and dreams are. And then just trying to help them, like help them get to achieve what they want to do. And often when they're injured, you know, you need to get inside the mindset of what that means. Like it's a big gap in, um, you know, their life, like every playing sport is everything to them. Unfortunately, because I've been down that path myself, I, I can relate to that. So um, being able to relate, having common ground, and then just, you know, understanding where their goals are and what, what the demands are that they are exposed to is key. So that's, you know, well, that's what quantum performance is about. It's like taking, you know, the best of the best technology and skills, but applying it to the environment that it's relevant to, you know, to make the best of of the rehabilitation or training environment for that athlete. All right. I love it. Let's break these down. So let's go into the specific training, like the sports specific training. 
what are the keys that that you teach and the keys that you see? And, and I've done some workouts with you, and it was it was amazing. Like the th- things I've never seen done before. But I know how specific, sports specific you are, because we'll work with some of the same NBA players, and everything that you're doing is very relevant to their movements on the court. Is that something that is like the the number one important factor when you're training for a sport? Yeah, exactly. I think, like I said, understanding the universal laws, what the game is, and then I have a reference from the sports that I work in that allows me to guide the actions that I want to train. Now, um, every athlete in, in a team environment, you know, they're, they're playing with other players. So they're, they're not individual athletes. They're relative individuals that want to be the best team players. So you've got to st- understand that, that that's what they're doing. They're, they're team players from the start. They um, are constantly communicating with other athletes on the, on the court or on the field, whatever the, what the sport is understanding what the actual action is. So an, a basketball action, for instance, isn't just, you know, throwing a ball at a hoop, a jump shot. It's, it starts with a communication, understanding the environment. They're making a decision after they've uh, communicated with the, 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 the other players or whatever the environment is, and then executing their skill and then repeating that is fitness. And then there's many different actions that are performed during team sports. So like I said before, a jump shot is, a, is an example of an action in basketball. And it's only an action in basketball if it, if it fulfills those four characteristics. Mm. Outside of the court, when it becomes outside of the interaction with the other players, then it becomes a basic action. Now, basic actions are similar. You can create actions that are similar in movements that relate to a basketball or a football action but they're not exactly that action. And you have to understand that from the start because in order to really train basketball actions and movements, you need to have the four characteristics that I mentioned. So a lot of my training is more around basic actions. So I'll break down the basic actions that relate to a basketball action. And then I'll try and refine the movements and the coordinations within those actions to optimize their control, their strength, their resilience, um, their mobility. And I look at, well, what, is the, what are the characteristics of an action in terms of quality? So if we look at a basketball action and we zoom in on the court, every action starts with four characteristics. So there's always the position that they are on the court or on the field if it's soccer, the, um, the timing or the moment of that action, the direction of that action, and then the speed of that action. So those four characteristics always apply in every situation. So I try and zoom out of that or zoom into it when I'm looking at the body and looking at basic action. So rather than looking at it, well, are they on the right position um, horizontally on the, on the court? Can they get into the right position vertically with their body? Not can, if you look at the the, the timing, can they um, react quick enough to a situation on the court? Well, can they react quickly with their body? Does their body respond quick enough? Do the muscles respond quick enough to a situation? Direction. Can they control the direction or are they going in the correct direction on the court? Or can they control the direction of their body? Do they have the coordination skills, um, the strength, the ability to absorb and reproduce force of the muscles and tendons? Can they do that within their body? And then can they act or uh, perform actions quickly at speed, can they do that on the court or can they do that on the body? It's like a problem-solving approach. If they can't do it on the court 
and you can't solve that problem on the court, fulfilling the basketball action characteristics or communication, decision, execution, then you take them off the court. And that's where I step in. I can break it down and say, okay, on the court, you're struggling with that. Let's break it down and zoom in to how it looks in the body. And one of those four characteristics is what we're going to address. Is it the position of the body, the timing, moment, the direction, or the speed? And then my training program is based around those four characteristics. And I create action exercises that relate to them or I create movement exercises that relate to them. Now, the movements are the um, are, are occurring all the time. So whenever you do a, an action, you have multiple um, movements that are synchronized depending on what the situation is. So there's no good or bad movement. There's just movement. and there's But the outcomes are what are... Um, are the the essential thing. So what are the, what is the outcome to that movement? Now on the court, it's easy to, to determine what a good outcome is. You know, are you hitting the shot? Are you getting past your defender? You know, those things. So off the court, it's more about giving better body awareness, control, you know, being able to adjust your body, get into and out of situations and improve in technique. So those things are key uh, fundamentals to, you know, the, the four characteristics that I work on when I'm looking at um, developing the characteristics of basic actions and then basic movements that relate to those actions. Andy, that is gold. That is so in-depth for any athlete or anybody wanting to improve their performance right there. Position, timing, direction, speed. Awesome. All need to be covered. And I love I love how you, you use the term zooming in and zooming out because different areas are going to be different for different people. Not everybody's the same. So you figure out what you have to focus on with them. And then you take it into the steps of assessing, making those action steps, and then applying all based on the true genuine relationship that you have with these players. That is an amazing formula. And I've been using a formula similar to that with different terms for different types of things. And it's, it's, it's awesome to hear that you say that. And, and like I was saying, you are the top optimization person that I know I'm giving you that title. And I don't know how much you can talk on this or not as we talk about the physical therapy part is you are bringing back the best one, uh, top two NBA player right now, Kevin Durant from injury. Like it, how Kevin Durant's performance is going to be based on what you guys are doing right now behind the scenes. Is there anything that these top guys like the Durants, the Paul Georges, the top athletes that you work with that separates them from maybe just the the good or the average type of NBA players or professional athletes? Do they is it now now I know that it depends on what their situation is, but is there anything different that really stands out about them? <sighs> you know that sound <clears throat> when you want a great night's sleep? Yeah, that's what you get from Chili Technology. Chili Pad and the Uller, literally the biggest game changer that I've ever used in my own life for sleep. I would not be promoting these guys if I didn't believe in them. Great people in the organization and just the product. Oh my goodness, the deep sleep, the REM. The, I just wake up recharged, rejuvenated every single day because I sleep on the Uller, which cools my body temperature to exactly where I want to be at. And the ideal temperature is between 62 and 68 degrees 
degrees. I like it really cold, like 58 degrees. And that cold, sleeping in the cold, as we all know, gives you a better rejuvenation, regenerative sleep every single night. It's like plugging your iPhone in. Would you want to plug it in and wake up with the iPhone being 75%? No. Make it 100%. And that's what the Uller and Chili Pad bring to you. And for you listeners, for you one percenters, I have a huge, big time discount code to check this out. The links will be in the show notes on how to do that. If you want to sleep better, if you really want to have great sleep, which we all do, this is the answer. I think their dedication to greatness and the, the quality at which they do everything. Like, um, I mean, I've been blessed to work with some of the best athletes in the world. And just I just noticed that, you know, every time they step foot on the court or every time they do something, you know, they just put 100% effort into it and the quality is there and no excuses. They just try and get it done to the best of their, their ability. And, you know, they lead by example a lot of the times by doing that. And it's, mm. you know, going through the motions is happens too frequently. And that's one of the things that I don't see in the best. They just do not go through the motions. They give like the best quality to every situation. That's great. I love how you said 100% committed because that's the difference between interest when people are interested in doing something and they are committed no matter what. And they don't, they don't give in. They lead by example. That's so great. Okay. Yeah. They just yes. have a desire for greatness. And I think they know how to be great by just doing, being committed 100%. Yep. With relentless consistency. That's beautiful. So as important as the body is and as important as the physical movements are, you understand how important the mindset development is. And on the 1% podcast, we talk a lot about having the highest performance optimal mindset. Is there anything that you teach along with the positioning, uh, training, direction, speed, their timing, direction, and speed? as well as the mindset development piece? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, my philosophy is the, the body is the mind. The mind is, you know, nice. part of the body, yep. you know, the mind is in the brain. So every, you know, what, what you are um, expressing externally is only what's going on internally. So your body is an expression of what you're thinking about, what your thoughts are. Um, and your subconscious is key to what thoughts you are, um, having in your mind and in your brain. And then your conscious is what allows you to, uh, filter or respond to those subconscious thoughts. So you can control your conscious thinking, but you can't control your subconscious thinking. And it's your subconscious really that makes you, you. So for me, I, you know, everything I do is trying to, it's always to tap into that subconscious of the athlete, like the language that I use when I'm working with them, how I approach the injury and, and understanding that the injury is not them. You know, it's just something that will pass and everybody, you know, it's it, it just really tapping into to the mindset and being able to really get them to start understanding how to train their subconscious for success and thinking about programming their subconscious from the very start. Like the best athletes I work with, I'm like, okay, What's your goal? Where are we trying to get to? What were you doing? Where, how did you feel at your very best? What was the feeling that you had? And how can we recreate that as part of your recovery, as part of the goal or the training that we're trying to get you to? What were the best moments in your career? Let's look at that. Let's talk about that. Let's watch that on video. And then feel that, be that. And then because you are that, 
that's where you'll get to. And then they always, I find that they can really achieve their goals and get back to the best by, by really training their subconscious and tapping into that as much as possible. So I think, I mean, personally, I'm a huge believer in that, but I think, you know, if you can, the, the, the brain controls everything, it's the control center. So you've got to, that's the first thing that you train and then you train the brain in every situation. So, you know, the mind is part of the brain. So it's like, that is the biggest thing that any athlete or any person should be constantly trying to train and just improve the quality and the quantity of better thinking and better thoughts. And, um, you know, if you can do that, then you're going to line yourself up more for success and achievement of your goals and be more in line with what your purpose and mission is. Love it. That's your answers are so quality. We talk about the importance of quality. Your answers are so quality. And I love how you talk about the subconscious, the importance of the subconscious. Like we, we, we got to work together in some way, man. This is like big spot on what I'm teaching guys to how to trigger the subconscious. And just like on the court, you build habits. Your mind also build ha- builds habits. It's what we feed ourselves. We are the people we talk to the most throughout the day by far. And whether you're feeding yourself in these negative self-defeating thoughts or these positive, this is who you are at your best thoughts, that's who you become. So tapping into the subconscious, and that is... The power in that is immense. And I know some people think about like it's, oh, it's it's kind of woo-woo, the subconscious. But really, you can control your subconscious to the point where that is who you are. You are at your best level every single day based on your mindsets. It's such a awesome, awesome answer and love hearing you say that, man. It's, and as we continue to go on to mindset development and personal growth, you being the top optimization person coach, is there anything that you do personally in your personal growth that are non-negotiables or things that you really feel like give you the upper hand and continue to help you grow? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think um, any successful person needs to like discover their passion figure out their purpose and mission and then yeah. um, really just get clear on that um, and define, I don't know what, you, what your vision is. And then uh, what I try and do is really work on my own subconscious every day. Like that's my goal. I know that I try and recognize if I'm thinking thoughts that aren't um, for my benefit or the benefit of others. And then I try and, you know, control that. And then I know that, if I can really input good stuff into my brain and program my brain better, then I'm going to get better output. So every day, like I'll wake up, I try and meditate first thing in the morning, um, which helps me, you know, just create that gap and focus for the day. And then I'll, you know, exercise, exercise really helps me think well and think better. Um, But then I'll, before I go to bed too, I'll have a list of all the things that, you know, what my goals are, what I want to achieve and the steps to do that. And then I'll look at that before I go to bed. And then that's hopefully what's getting fed into my brain. I'll have visual stuff that I'll look at and I'll be like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want to achieve. That That's where I want to go. That's how I'm going to achieve my vision. Like these are, these are my goals and that, that's why I want to get there. And, um, you know, I, I do that every day and then I meditate on that in the morning. And then I do affirmations like every day, I try and get my affirmations in, which are in alignment with my my purpose. And that is where really how I feel I've been able to get to where I've got today is just by being disciplined at doing that. Um, and then just being committed to constantly learning and growing. 
like I'm, I don't want to be stagnant. I want to keep learning. And I don't know anything. Like I just feel to myself, I'm like, I need, I need to know a lot more. I need to keep learning and I can learn so much more from the people that I'm with. Everybody has something to offer. And I, I'm just like curious, maintaining curiosity and, um, and, and I, and in all, in all areas too, that's why I'm, I'm very passionate about understanding the human mind, the brain leadership, um, and then business now too is like something that I've, you know, had to pivot my learning less on the, the physical therapy and strength and condition and performance, technical stuff. Although I have like a huge interest in that still and still trying to tick over on the learning side, I've got to go more on the business and growth of that. And how do I, you know, connect with my clients and customers and, you know, what, what are the strategies that I need to use for that? So, um, that's kind of like an insight into to my you know daily routine and mindset. I knew there's a reason we got along so well. Like literally, it sounds pretty much exactly like me. And I promise I didn't tell him these questions right ahead. I didn't pitch him up to these answers. That's so powerful. I love the power of the affirmations, the curiosity, the morning routines, the evening routines. Man, other than you having a way cooler accent than I do, we might be the same person. (laughs) Andy, I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So whatever comes to your mind, it could be short answers. It could be long. Whatever comes to your mind, spit it out. The rapid fire hot seat. Your favorite mindset quote. We're talking about affirmations. We're talking about mindset. I know you'd mentioned earlier, your dad said, always be ready for your next step. Do you have any quotes that you might plaster on your fridge? I, you know, I, I always write down little ones here and there and stuff from what I read, but I like, there's a few that stick in my mind was um, like every master was once a disaster. Like, <laughs> you know, I love that. Um, this too shall pass. Like every, if, like, if you're in a struggling yeah. situation, this will pass. Like be the observer, not the, you know, be the experiencer, not the experience. Um, adaptability equals genius, you know, adjustability. That's like an Einstein quote. And that was really stuck in my mind. It's like, you know, you yeah. have to be adaptable. You have to adjust to every situation and be welcome that. Um, what else? Like live every second uh, as if it's your last, you know, try and really yeah. just enjoy the moment and like do the best you can in every situation. Whatever the task is or action or whatever it is that you're doing, just put 100% effort into it. So they're like some of the, you know, the ones that I would uh, just spring to mind. That's great. You got those right on your mind. I can tell you're building your subconscious through those. And I never heard that every master was once a disaster. That is great. So true. I'm stealing that for sure. What is what is your definition of leaving a legacy? Not necessarily how many people in the world know you or being on a billboard or anything like that, but what would be leaving a legacy to Andy Barr? Uh, just being really able to impact the the greater good of you know health wellness and performance not only of the best athletes in the world but those at grass, grassroots uh, i went nice. through um my nice. um you know youth career as um having goals and dreams and didn't fulfill my playing potential as i mentioned before so just being able to really make an impact on that and try, trying to help you know grassroots athletes avoid injury and really maximize their opportunity to to fulfill the, the sporting career and longevity that they deserve. It's beautiful. And then they learn that, and then they're able to go teach others. So giving a man a fish instead of teaching a man how to fish. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful answer. If you weren't doing what you are doing and being the optimization expert for the top athletes in the world, 
what would you be doing? Oh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be in education in some capacity, I think. Maybe teaching. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, maybe it, also in the healthcare industry too. I'd, I'd be a doctor or just some way where I can help others in some capacity. I love, you know, the body and science. So something that would tie in that and education. Nice. And the question burning on everyone's mind out there, and I don't know if you can answer it or not, but I'm putting you on the spot if you can, is KD coming back better than ever before? That's the goal. (laughs) He will. It was like 2.0, buddy. I said, it's an opportunity for a year. We're going to get you better than you've been before. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Brooklyn NBA champs coming soon. Andy, you're amazing. How can we all follow you, follow what you're doing, and learn from you and just know everything Andy Barr? <laughs> uh, well, I do have an Instagram and uh, Twitter account. They're both Andy Barr PT. Um, I'm actually working on an online course right now um, nice. and a mentorship program. So I'm going to be uh, bringing that out in the coming months. Um, and then, yeah, so that's, that's what, and then I, I run courses from time to time. I'm trying to um, get my message out there a little bit more through social media. So hopefully uh, if people want to sign up, I can, I'll be putting more, more content out in the, in the coming months while I've got some time on my hands. Yeah, man, does he, you're pivoting during this time. Like it's a lot of more stuff is going to go to courses. I'm doing the same thing, developing courses, always staying that one step ahead of the game. Love it. I would, I would purchase any course you have and learn from you as much as I possibly can, man. No <laughs> doubt. I'll be your first customer. You just let me know when it's out. I appreciate that. So the final question I have for you on this 1% podcast that we ask everybody, what does being a one percenter mean to you? Oh, um, one percenter. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't ever think of myself as a one percenter. I mean, style. I just, you know, stay humble and um, just do my best and just keep growing. That's, that's what I try and do. And I think that allows me to maybe stay at the best of my game. So just staying hungry and keen to evolve constantly. Andy, but that's what it is. That's what the one percenter is about. That's about pouring into yourself daily so that you can pour into others, staying humble and doing so, but knowing that you're continuing learning, growing every single day, 1% steps daily so that you can go spread that and pour into others. So you are a walking, breathing one percenter, my man. (laughs) Thank you. And we have got to work together. There is no doubt about that. Even if it's just for me to be around you and pick your brain and learn from you, 100%, man. We're going to figure out a way to do it. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Andy, you're a legend. Thank you so much for coming on the 1% podcast, dropping your knowledge and just optimizing every listener out there. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Appreciate it. Chat soon, bud. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the 1% Podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% Podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% 
daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. And if you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star, of course, if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference. 